What up, though? This is Labels and Logos, and we're back. We were missing for a week. We were some tired people. Hello, guys. We were in bed. What's going on? How are you guys? I'm good. I'm good. I'm a whole new man. You're a straight up graduate. Straight up graduate. Everybody, round of applause. Julian is now a college graduate. Yes, oh you and I saw them slippers you used. Julian's after graduation mood is described by Mickey on his hoodie. Yeah. Yes, yes, uh, yes. I'm finally buffed up. There we go, bro. <laughs> so what what did you get your degree in? And bro, if you if you would just be uh, a great little brother, man, speak on your journey and, and speak what it means to be a college graduate. Uh it's well, I'll, I'll answer the first part first. So I got my degree in graphic design. Uh, started my college journey like most college students. That was not what I went to school to be. What was the original? Electrical engineering. Yes. Oh. Uh, yes. Which was hard and not fun. So those two things don't go together. Yeah, that sounds like pause. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then I switched over to like business economics. Yeah. I, econ I, I enjoyed, but the rest of it I didn't. Like uh, accounting and all that other stuff. Accounting is a mug. Um, then I had to sit out of school for a year. Mm. Then when I came back, I tried that for one more semester. Low key for real, bro. Like explain to people what it what it is to like sit out of school for a year. Cause you, I sat out of school yeah. for four years, almost five years. So like like tell people like the the roller coaster that you go through when you. Um, you go from like heading towards this degree and all this other stuff, and then you get hit, like whether it be personal stuff, financial stuff, whatever. It's weird. It's because, well, it's almost like you're sitting still while you're watching everybody else move forward, uh, which is a, a really strange place to be in, especially if you've never been in a situation like that. You kind of really have to get to know yourself, um, both positively and negatively. You know, what you're good at, what you're not good at, what you want to do, what you don't want to do. And and then due to society and like how we think, we think anybody that's at our age that is at a level that we aren't at, we think that we gotta hurry up. We gotta right. think these millions of things on how we gonna get up there with this other cat, exactly. not knowing that they gonna fall back down. That the pyramid is, isn't as strong at the bottom as it is at the top. And the timing was like the worst timing that it could have been because the year I sat out would have been my fourth year in college. Um, you know, after switching majors, that pushed me back. But yeah. with your fourth year of college, that's when people start to graduate. How many credits did you lose when you switched your major? Um, well, the the good thing about me was I all my gen eds were done. So I didn't, I mean, what I lost was kind of what I lost. But because I was bouncing majors anyway, it was kind of like, eh, I'll just take the L. Yeah. But when I went back in, I jumped straight into my major. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was it was kind of immediate. That's why it was just like two years of school and you're done, you know, once I went back. Um, but you know, bro, it really feels like it's been nine years. It feels like it's been a long time. No, it feels like forever. Because even for me, I've been off what like two years, and I'm supposed to go back in the fall. But it's weird because like I finished my freshman year, but I'm graduating with people. The people that are my age are gonna be graduating when I'm going into my second year, technically. Yeah, so, like I feel what Julian's saying with the time off. Like it really throws and you, you get, off. You get used to not going. You get yeah. used to like living your life a certain way. That's and now facts. You have to you know readjust. Back That's to, facts. If you never had consistent, yeah. If you never had consistent work checks, it's different. Yeah, it's different. No, it was, it was hard. Be able to get up and get them hard. shoes on Saturday. It yeah. was hard for me to get up and get to the store every day and start to get in that rotation when I got back. Yeah, That's why even, even right now. 
um, I'm just now getting back into working like somewhat normal hours, my checks were literally a third of what they used to be. Mm. And That's I, crazy. I'm, I'm looking at my checks every week like, all right, here Think we go. Think you hit the line. Right, right. It's kind of like, Let's man, we like, they were yeah. holding back on me. What was I doing and yeah. everything? So, man, what did it feel like, man, to put on those wonderful black and gold Jordan shoes and the cap and the gown and walk across the stage? And who was there, man? Uh, my girlfriend was there. My parents were there. My great-grandmother was there. Uh, they all came to see me. And my uh, my girlfriend snuck her mother in, too. She, she just played the uh, I left my ticket in the car. They let her in. Oh, yeah. How you going to play a... Always a good move. Did they they also have the rooms, like, with the TV if it got too filled? No. Well, no. They had a... uh, Because they did it in the arena at our school for the basketball team. So, there were were still seats available, technically. Okay. Um, So, they didn't didn't have that. But they did, like, a live broadcast online if you couldn't make it. Um, But it it felt good. But it was one of those things where I've never looked at the journey as this isn't something that's not supposed to happen or you know any i never looked at it like that i've always looked at it as this is normal like mm-hmm. this is what i'm supposed to do so i just have to do it um i'm gonna you know, remove my fanny pack keep talking and you know walking across the stage was just kind of the the final piece of that story so to finally get there was just relief um you know i didn't really know how i would respond to it it was a little weird just knowing that you know that part of my life is over but it felt good you know um, these two guys here sitting at the at the desk gifted me with a pair of shoes to wear for graduation, and I kept them in the box from Man. September to last Saturday. How hard was that, bro? The it key, was September. Like, that was like one of your grills too, right? Well, it, it was like, that's the shoe I'm going to wear. It was just, you know, I knew it once they came out. It was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to wear. Yeah. Got to. Got to. So Man, cool. I, I just never, I never had like a, a, a little brother or a friend to like stick by me for so many years and just never switch up i never had to punch them in the face or flip out or whatever they and like uh, uh, to be a friend of mine and like julian became a better and better person every year and uh it's also funny how he can get under people's skin bro which is something that you know i thought only had like a great gift that but julian <laughs> surpasses me bro he is super saiyan for and getting under people's skin without even even knowing it you know what i'm saying but like more importantly, like even before he graduated, like dude is already like a four star general to like help us find our space for our store. Um, helped the dude just graduated from college, but he's already helped two businesses get off the ground. So you know what I'm saying? It's it's really like a almost a blessing for all these cats that's lazy out here that cuz had to go to college for two more years <laughs> because right now y'all need to be working a little bit harder. And a little bit smarter, cause cuz I'm loose, nah. But I wanted to say congratulations, bro. I'm proud of you. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Anything that we did for you, man, we just really did it because we ain't have it. You know what I'm saying? Um, Jake, if you want to take that call from LJ before you want to talk about uh the vintage locker opening up, you can. LJ gonna have to wait. Yeah, LJ gonna have <laughs> LJ to wait because decline. now it is Jake Shry Shry time. And um, I also want to say congratulations because Jake took on a project that has been about a year or two in the making. Um, originally, it's been two years for sure. Yeah, originally it started off in um, in the closet of Loose Cannon Flagship. <laughs> no, but before that, even before that, before we did Supreme Babe Street or anything, the idea was vintage after yeah. the Loose Cannon clothes. 
And it was yeah. originally going to be the locker. We were going to get a custom locker built, make it the vintage locker. And then we Googled custom lockers, and we saw that custom locker started, you know, four or five, six hundred dollars. We and said, don't, and will not fit any clothing whatsoever. Yeah, we say, yeah, <laughs> lockers are stupid. <laughs> lockers are stupid. So we just so we just kept the name. Yeah, but it grew, it outgrew the, uh, it outgrew the closet, and then it outgrew the side of the wall. And and then it started to be a fight between Supreme, Bape, and Vintage. And we got tired of them jumping each other. So we was like, hey, guys, we're going to get you your own store. And Jake said, yeah, fam, I'm going to get that store. And Cuz went and got it. Tell him how I felt, man. Tell him about the process. Um, and, and just, you know. We've been, we've been looking for a space either around our building or in the building for well over a year now. We have, I mean, we have so many ideas. We, we probably had 20 different businesses we were going to put up here before the vintage locker. <laughs> But uh, we got a text like a month ago from our landlord that someone was moving out and that the space is ours if we want it. Yeah, so the, we, yo uh, the yoga lady was moving down the hall and the yoga lady was moving her, leaving her space and we could take her space. Yep, so we went in there. We The day they moved out, we signed for it. And then I think we had planned to open it by our grand opening or by our three-year anniversary at Loose Cannon, which was 420. So we planned to open it by 420. So it took basically 14 days 18 hour Man. days you no told me you, you open you open a store in two weeks jake we open a store in two weeks man I'm just, I mean, I'm just saying, man. No, I, right now, days, right now, I am days. the interviewer. I am no longer Juan Neal, co-owner yeah, of Loose Cannon and Vintage Locker. What up, though? But I am just, you know, a guy interviewing. So I want to ask you, man, why Vintage? As you text LJ. Sorry, I got to text LJ real quick. Yeah, go ahead and text my LJ. Bad, my bad. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about it, dog. We'll just hold on for you and LJ, bro. We'll just talk vintage. Yeah, we'll just, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy right now, bro. LJ killing me. I don't really get it. But we've been been stocking on the vintage for well over a year now, just buying stuff from the 80s, 90s, early 2000s. Anything that appeals to us kind of goes along with the streetwear culture. So we just had basically boxes stacked up with it for months and months and months. It's still two boxes upstairs, isn't it, in the closet? It's still multiple boxes. Yeah. So, so is there is there a love for vintage though, bro? You know what I'm saying? Like, like what is the yeah? Love so for it's vintage? especially with all the big fashion designers right now wearing it, distressing them, customizing them, trying to put out these $700 shirts. People are seeing that and seeing they can also hand make them themselves. They can get the shirt for anywhere from one dollar to fifty dollars or around there. Yeah, man, vintage, vintage. Really, most of the the thrift stuff that is sold really is was around like when I was in uh middle school through high school or whatever so for me it's more nostalgia like you rocking that cuz like i actually have that still or you know what was cool was um you know like once it really like hit me like i have a a a vintage store with jake like to go through my stuff and i found uh 11 89 and 90 Detroit Piston pennants like that that's like still crazy ones. yeah like the ones that you ain't gonna find or the ones you gotta spend 40 to 100 on I just had them I also got like a rare um really never seen Isaiah Thomas pennant that was actually a shirt so if you find a pennant but um to go through that I found my old double disc biggie cut, uh, case I found the first CD I didn't fit a sec find a second one um, my UK um, edition of NERD in search of where, you know, most of the beats are either different or extended. Um, 
of course, all my stack bundles, fabulous and stuff. Like, <laughs> like for real, like, because it's like, man, when you in that room, you know, you actually get to think on things about when you were a kid, like those toys that's in there, the the clothes, the yeah. the ambiance, watching old movies all but day. But you never think it's gonna be worse than down opening. the line. Yeah, I never did. I found over ten thousand basketball cards of mine, and baseball and football cards. I have a uh, Drajan Patrovitz. Um, I think it, it was that how you pronounce his name. I, I apologize if I ain't say it right, but he was sent probably arguably the greatest European basketball player ever, and he died in a crash in overseas. And I have at least three or four of his rookie cards. I have uh, the entire Olympic, USA Olympic basketball team, uh, Special Olympic. I could go on, bro. Now, but like, Juan was texting but like, me it was the crazy because it's like I remember going to like Gibraltar and stuff. Let me put it job. this way the stuff, like the displays and stuff, a lot of the stuff I find online, auctions, whatever, the pennants that I was buying from the 80s and 90s off eBay, Depop, whatever else, Juan found them in his house. In a like second. ones that it just came in the mail to my house. Yeah, yeah. I just, in I, his house. I just want to find that cool 100 fanny pack that my grandfather used to have. <laughs> used to. No, what I think. Boys I think go, that's the median too, because yeah. Juan knows all the history of it. But we, I'm able to see what sells, what doesn't, bring it in, and then we source all the stuff together. Yeah, bro. And and wants the jersey finding God. And to a certain degree, bro, like all of that vintage and all of that stuff, all of that culture is really what wrapped up and got all of us here today. You know what I'm saying? The past and the present, when people are designing clothes, they look to some of that vintage stuff in order to bring it to the future. You know. Um, I'm very proud of you, bro. You did a lot of work Thank on your you, own, man. dude. That was that was a we very trying sleep. time. I mean, lacking sleep is one thing, like, but I, I really think I think that people put too much emphasis on sleep and rest. So many people like work a nine to five, and when they get home, they like I gotta rest. But what about like shorty that's got to eat, or what about the homework you got to do, or what about the dream that you're trying to chase? And everybody puts so much emphasis on rest and sleep that they get enough of that, but they're not getting enough of that dream or that drive or that passion inside of them and that's where a lot of these cats either fall off or you know what I'm saying they they basically never accomplish what they need to because they can't tell the difference between resting after you accomplish something and getting rest before you try to accomplish it you know what I'm saying so you know I'm, I'm very proud that you could have rested you could have chilled but instead bro you you tapped into that extra battery and most people that think you're supposed to be asleep after 12 while everybody else is going to graveyard nah, we, were, we were woke till 5am up cause up you know what I'm saying so you know I just wanted to say those words to you that you understand the difference between you know what I'm saying wanting to get rest and needing rest bro like these bodies can do a lot more cats look at you know LeBron James jumping out the gym and stuff a lot of us could be capable of doing that, but we just don't put the time and work into ourselves and our mental in order to become a, a, a LBJ or OBJ or ODB, for that matter. But anyways, speaking of old dirty bastard, which is myself, um, this is all three of us, man. Yeah. The anniversary, bro. He who findeth, he who created. He who saw the vision, bro. We call that the triangle offense right there, right man. There. You know it. what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's, uh It's crazy that it's been three years already. It's been it three years, like bro. Loose Cannon's been around the store for three years physically. People have walked in there, they touched the stuff. Broken stuff, fixed stuff. Say that. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like yeah. I guess what is it what is what is like loose cannon mean three years later to you, man? 
I'll start with Julian. Man, it's uh, it's funny. Like, it's kind of part of my uh, I'm I've been watching a lot of Game of Thrones. So, oh yeah, it's, bro, it's, let it's it, let it, my, nah, bro. You don't you do not get the whole back with you. It's any, part of my like, just whole character arc. Um, because the the store was kind of born when I was at my lowest point. Uh, it, I found the space in that year when I was out of school. And, you know, I, I told I told the story the other day when I was talking to someone like if I wouldn't have been out of school in that moment, I wouldn't have found that space Man. and it would have changed a lot. Or gave me that talk, bro. Like me and exactly. Julian had a real, real talk. And um, it really goes to his character. And if you count back three years ago, what you 23, right? 24. You're 24. So three ago, you'd been 21. Most people, 21 only care about drinking, smoking and other stuff yeah <laughs> but my mans uh we was originally supposed to have our space in birmingham a lot of people don't know this we would have been on hamilton row um right by the by the sushi spot and um the lady that that owned the daycare that can't be a daycare because <laughs> she can't uh have kids go outside because it's a parking lot in the back and not a park you know she didn't know what to do with her workspace and it was you know so she tried to turn it into a learning center which I, I whatever, but um, the downstairs space was supposed to be ours. So you know it was kind of like for foreshadowing the future that we would end up in a basement of a building, but it's a far better building. Shout out to Mr. Perlman, great owner. But um, this lady, um, not so much of a great owner, had us fill out all this paperwork, had us do all of this stuff. We uh, credit score was amazing at the time. Bank account was amazing at the time. Put all the stuff in. Shouldn't have been no problem. The lady just stopped answering the phone. Like this, like from January to February, almost 60 days of not answering the phone. Emails, like half answering, pull up, you know. So I, I kind of got what was going on. You know what I'm saying? She didn't like the mole on my forehead. I knew it. I was like, wow. It's polarizing. I know, dude. You don't like the color of my mole. Mm. Can't believe it, Angel. So, man, I'm looking like crap. A little, a little above what I look like now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and my my little bro at the time actually took me to dinner at Lockhart in Royal Oak. Am I right? Yeah. It was Lockhart. And he paid for the food and he asked me as a brother, what did I need? And I never had a friend. Other than like honestly Jake, man, who's like been there from the very beginning that like asked me what did I need and I wasn't gonna have to repay him. I wasn't gonna have to do anything. I wasn't gonna have to um you know, not be myself. And and my little bro literally the next day went to the four cities that I said that I wanted to have a store in and he found the space and you know, the rest of it was history. So, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just dope, like Literally, the two the two fate changing things that happened in my life all happened when things was completely out of my control. You know, like when uh I was begging certain people to invest in my company, Jake just said, "Yeah, fam, I'll do it." And I was just like, "Bet, cuz." Like, Juan, don't work with these scumbags. Just work with me. <laughs> yeah, and it was just crazy. Like even with that, like you know, what I'm saying, you know, you you ask so many people, it's so rare that somebody ask you, you know what I'm saying, the things that you're seeking. And, and most of us, too, when a person does come to you like that, we we so busy, like, asking and extending ourselves that when it actually comes to us, we think it's too good to be true and we ruin it. And so, you know what I'm saying, I'm glad I didn't ruin this brotherhood between us. 
we're here on labels and logos now and it's three years later and uh jake i guess that's how i feel about it so how do you feel bro and then of course we had to do a little nba playoff it's discussion because i get the i see the memories on my phone all the time and every, it always shows up like day. pictures of the store and it just looked like trash terrible pictures <laughs> and, taken and by me <laughs> terrible pictures no, hey even wall. up until even up until two days ago at least the shell's not leaning anymore like oh my god yeah we fixed we fixed the bars they're not yeah. falling on the wall anymore <laughs> nah but what'd you call it man the shelf used like a lie detector <laughs> like you could just tell it's the fourth shelf was it was <laughs> it's crazy because I didn't really have a vision for the store outside of like Juan just handling the brand and me bringing in shoes as I can. Yeah. So like, it's dope to see that like we turn it into the best streetwear and sneaker store. I'd say in Michigan, of course, our opinion, but we're biased. Oh, we're the best store but, in Michigan. But we do have the most streetwear, the most highest uh, amount of Supreme Bay off-white V-Loan coming through constantly. So just dope yeah. to see like we went from being only shoes and not knowing anything else to basically mastering all these brands in the state. Yeah, yep. And I mean, honestly, bro, I'd be 100, like, really not knowing as much about, like, graphic designing and dropping clothes and stuff, too. Like, from the grand opening to, like, the, the type of merch we dropped today is completely different. Oh, yeah. 100%. And shout out to um, New Millennium, my homie Van, who's been, you know, printing our clothes for a long time. And um, Rhino Print, my homie Mike, that's out in East Point. Like those are the only two people, for the most part, that I've that I've used as far as printing, um, embroidery, advice. Um, I don't want to have to f nobody up moments, <laughs> like like all of that. Like those dudes are the ones that um, that have helped me out. And like speaking of um, effing people up moments. The NBA playoffs is here. Full we don't have our drops yet because I have been doing a lot of other stuff and I haven't been able to email Angel. So I'll just lay out the noise myself. <laughs> so we know that the second half of the NBA is already underway. Um, Golden State is playing Houston, of course. Portland's playing Denver. Milwaukee and Boston, Philadelphia, Toronto. Toronto and Philadelphia is, of course, tied 1-1. Boston's up on Milwaukee. Houston took an L because they was too busy talking to the referees the same way they complained to their girlfriends until they closed the door on them as well. And Denver topped Portland after Damian Lillard's 39 points. What do you think about the playoffs so far, though? The first round and the second round. What happened and what's to come? I thought... Well, first and foremost, Dame is just a killer after what he did to OKC. <clears throat> but do you think he left it all on the court in the first round? No. I mean, clearly he didn't after what he did last night. 39 points is 39 points, but there is an efficient 39 points, which the greatest NBA player currently does. And then you got Dame Dollar, who is slightly efficient. I but mean, where do you... Well, you know what? I can't even. I can't even get down on Dame. Because he don't even have a center. Exactly. He got a center with one arm. Exactly, because uh, Cantor's shoulder messed up. Yeah. And he a bench player anyway. I mean, he wasn't going to play defense anyways. But, I mean. Yeah, but you do got to score the ball, and that's what he was known for. That's why he. See, my thing is, I think Dame, Dame is going to keep them in the series. Mm. You know, he's going to make it interesting. Whether they win or lose, that's on everybody else. But the second round is about firepower. Well, no, I mean, even against Denver specifically, I think he can keep them in every game. But with Denver being able to go to eight, nine people on well, the bench. That's the thing. That's why I think it falls on everybody. Yeah, they're an eight to ten Marcus deep team. Show up. Everybody got to show up. For them and play series. perfect. Play yeah. perfect, man. So what about Milwaukee and Boston? Is it over? 
Is Giannis Kudo out there? I think Brad Stevens is showing that he's a really good coach right now. Because I think it's over. He's a beast, bro. You know, through, through the regular season, it looked kind of bad. It looked like he couldn't really get the team together. But in the playoffs, I think this series he's going to show like he really does know what he's doing. You know, for the most part, Boston. If Boston was a team in the 80s, most of his team would either be technically rookies, mm-hmm. fourth or fifth year college players, or just in their second year. He's really dealing with a team full of youth. Yeah. Kyrie... And Hayward and and Horford, bro. Horford is the old man. Dog, why did he give any of that sauce to his uh, his, his, his brother, brother when he was know. at U of M, bro? Oh man, that was bad to watch. I know, dude. That was the last of it, though. That I was the last of when I, I when I heard Horford point. was going to U of M, I was like, yeah. And then like Horford's brother, two years in the U of M, was like, oh. <laughs> like, and after that, it was like, <laughs> yeah, like bro, don't you want to just go into the transfer portal like other kids? Please. I'm just asking. But I think um, <laughs> I think after watching that game, is I usually like to give every team one win, especially once you get into like the second round of playoffs. I don't see it. Well, you know, the one thing, if Brogdon doesn't come back because Brogdon can shoot the spot up three, he can drive, he can dish, you know what I'm saying? You are losing somebody that is a triple threat. Well, I think um, the thing with that is, though, let's say he if he doesn't come back next game and they lose that game, I don't think they win one of the next because the third the third game unless he just unless somehow some way he drunk the fountain of youth yeah and he's just the the most in shape dude ever exactly. that first game back is gonna hurt because he's gonna be an away game too so I've been working out for two days and if you remove this chair from under me I'm locked in bro I got two Charlie horses going on right now but I'm not sweating I'm not folding. You know what I'm saying? I'm right in and there, it's bro. Hot in here. I don't know how broadly he gonna he gonna tear something, bro. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. Um, Houston and Golden State. Um, I don't know. KD's playing out of his mind. I mean, I know we all know who KD is, bro. But, uh, I think he's he's locked in. Like, yeah, I just I need to show everybody apparently because they didn't they didn't forgot who I am. Who's the number one Durant fan, bro? Well, you're the number one everybody fan. But I love Durant, dude. <laughs> Every time a team comes up, man, you know I've been a Knicks fan. But ever see, since you Patrick know what Ewing. though? I'm trying. I'm trying to do a different thing as a fan, bro. At the end of the day, I can't walk on to the NBA. I could barely walk on to some ten and under team. So I can't sit there and say like Boogie Cousins is a bum. Yeah. Um, Chris Paul's a bum. Rajah Bell's a bum. You know what I'm saying? You can't because. Rajah Bell right now would give me 15 zip. Rajah Bell right now is giving me 15 bucks. So, of course, I respect every team. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because from a from a, a mental that 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 I have as a boss, I would want to own an NBA team. I would want to be able to do like outreach things from a player. Which of course, everybody from the hood wanted to go to the league. So from that standpoint, I would look at them like, you know, they would they would be more colleagues or whatever. So it's like, why hate on somebody that? You know you don't have the abilities they do. So, for the most part, I am a fan of mostly everybody in the league, probably except for Patrick Beverly on the court. Not off the court because I don't know him. But I don't like how you – Yeah, and how the NBA allows it. And um, I just don't don't like that play. I felt like it was more a sportsmanship – well, at least gamesmanship with Dennis Rodman. I watched the old clip of Dennis Rodman and Iverson when they played in the game, and um, they had beat him by like – Eight points or whatever. They had, that was like the third time playing them, and you know Iverson was a rookie 
or it was his second year, and every time Robin would slap him on the butt, like Patrick Beverly, and Iverson would get so mad, and I, and then like Robin would clap, and he just be like it's okay, man. And then the next play down, you know what I'm saying? Like Robin did a play, and he played him hard. He blocked the shot, you know what I'm saying? And that got in Iverson's head just because it was yeah. Robin's over his body. Patrick Beverly isn't like that. I've watched highlight reels where Patrick Beverly falls over on your head. You know what I'm saying? He I mean, grabs you around your who, neck. Uh, he's who tore uh, Russell Westbrook's ACL. And he tore Russell Bus- Westbrook's ACL. And then the next year the next when year Russell came Westbrook back, came he back, he tried thing. to do the same thing again. Yep. Yeah, that was whack, bro. I just I don't rock with his game. And then as a as a person on the court, I don't rock with Jimmy Butler's game. I don't think that he's a good fit for Philadelphia. Why not? I don't think he's a good fit for Philadelphia because I don't think he has any selflessness. Like, what you call it? Ben Simmons has hella selflessness, bro. I think... He doesn't have it. I'm not going to say he has it or doesn't have it, but I think his selflessness comes in when knowing when he needs to defer. But he doesn't know. But he does. He does. He if deferred. Any, if anybody here follows Philly, it's me. I follow Philly, man. I just think I think and there when are. When I say defer, I mean he knows games he needs to put up twenty two shots and games he doesn't. Well, I, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about I'm just talking about his choices on the court. Period. And you know sometimes his his leadership. He is the oldest person on that team, and he other than Embiid, and honestly other than well, I, I would mean, put him above the, Simmons. He's also the most alpha on that team. Embiid he, is that. Yeah, Embiid is the alpha, but I feel like Jimmy Butler has always had a, a alpha chip on his shoulder. Like, you know what I'm saying? He does, he does have an alpha mental, but he don't always show up on the court. He doesn't, bro. No, he, he didn't. He's he's really hot and cold. Yeah, so with that, you know, I feel like there comes a time when you got to be a leader in other ways, and I don't I don't always see that. I don't see like a growth in Ben Simmons. I see Ben Simmons' own growth. Yeah. I don't see a growth in Ben Simmons' rapport with with Butler on the court, and I don't see a, a amazing pick and roll game with Embiid and Butler. I just see a bunch of individuals on the floor, and I think a lot of people was hoping that um, Butler would bridge that gap and make everybody feel more like leaders. And instead, I think. You know, he kind of... I think it's one of those situations where we may never see the full potential of that team. I don't think we'll ever see the full potential of of Jimmy Butler because Jimmy Butler is the second or third person on any team down there in the league. And I think he, he, until he thinks that he's a number one player... Well, no, until I, he until he gives up that he's not a number one player. He wasn't a number one player in Minnesota, even he, though he wanted uh, he, to be. He was the best player on that team. He was the best player on the team, but he wasn't a number one player. Yes, they wanted they wanted Cat Williams. They wanted Cat Town but Cat Williams. Ha ha ha. They wanted Cat Towns to be well to be the they overall. Wanted him to, but yeah, he, so he wasn't ready for that. Right, but when you when the franchise says one thing and it's posters and all of that stuff and all of that. You can either take it in a way like I'm just going to be behind the scenes shooting these thousand shots a day and ball out, or I'm going to outwardly be mad and demand more money and break up the morale of the team. Minnesota was a playoff team this year until Butler did all that he could and they dipped. Together, that was a playoff team. Towns, what you call it? You can, you can make that face, but they on paper, they're no, a playoff yeah, team. Yeah, they should have been, but t- well, that's all. Let's finish the playoff talk. Like, we got to get to Philly and, uh, and uh, whoever they playing. Toronto. Oh yeah, they they, they tied one one, but where do you where do you see it? Um, where do I see it going? Mm-hmm. I'm rocking with Philly. I think they after, can win after last game. I'm rock, I'm rocking with Philly. I think they can win. Will they win? 
We gonna see. Depends on Joel and B's what you call it, con- uh, conditioning. No, nah, it's conditioning. Well, oh, well he just had a he just had an illness, and then in the first round he was severely, yeah. severely out of shape from not being able to practice because of the knee. So his conditioning is really going to depend on them. I, I I hate that I love Philadelphia. Yeah, because they I are, hate it too. They're the worst suited in the playoffs right now, just because they have the. Like offensively, they have the best starting five in the league in terms of points they put up, but they've barely played together, and that's yeah. why I said I don't think we'll ever see what this team could be. Because Jimmy Butler's probably out of there. Um, if it's up to the franchise, he shouldn't be. I would keep Tobias Harris over him. I wouldn't, because Tobias Harris will shoot you out of a game and doesn't play the defense that Jimmy plays, even though Jimmy may or may not be overrated on defense. I retract my statement. I would get rid of both of them. Well, then who are you gonna have? free agency I mean, but who's gonna go there and just put it in God's hands I mean you gotta keep one though I mean God's it is plan. God's, God's plan at least. I don't think I don't think either of them is a good fit I really think they need to surround Embiid and they need to surround what you call it just with straight shooting I see I don't because you gotta have at least one other person who can create a shot so you gotta have at least a Tobias or a Jimmy or because Ben Simmons isn't aggressive. Ben Simmons is just gonna have to go on a gym this summer, and he's gonna have to shoot that ball because they're not winning the I mean, championship. But, uh, aggression? That's a mental thing. That's not a skill. I thing. think he is aggressive. I think he gets. A, I think he gets a bad. I think he gets a bad vibe. But like I like I said, like watching the game, it's only it's only a ball, it's only one ball. Yeah. It's only so much he can do, and like the and his, offense. His first read is to get everybody. Involved. Yeah, and and like with the offense, they're running and stuff. It isn't. It really isn't his job. That's what we was talking about in the group chat yeah. last night. It isn't his job to score, and right. that's where me and you is on the same page. Even though it don't sound like it. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for him, and I well, watched no, his I game, think, but I don't. I don't knock him for scoring yeah. six points or sixty no. points because it, it wasn't a bad six points. It's like you shot the ball six times. What are you expecting them to do? He hit fifty percent. Exactly. That's all you need. And they won. But. It seems like their success does kind of lie on his aggression because when he does go crazy, they tend to win. They probably gonna have to change. Uh, they probably gonna have to change his offense. Yeah. I like don't know. Wh- where is that? But I want before we um we get into like the core stuff, um I wanted to just real quick speak on John Singleton and his passing away yesterday. Um he passed away at at 51 years old and for John Singleton um. He shaped the way a lot of people viewed the hood, man, and and got to see like more infrastructure in, in the hood and 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 things that you kind of, you know, didn't understand. Maybe you got to relate to it a little bit more. He gave he gave the hood character. He gave it personality. Um, he gave it the names. He gave it boys in the hood, poetic justice, higher learning, Rosewood. Shaft, I won't, I won't, yeah, Shaft was a tough one, but I, I still love the movie. They had Baby Boy, which a lot of people watch every day, religiously. Yeah, it's on Still, every day. it's on TV every day, and it gets viewed every day. Too Fast, Too Furious, what a lot of people didn't know. Four Brothers, which was a great movie. Yeah, I like that one. Um, that was a good one. Abduction. Uh, Empire 2015. Um, he wrote one episode, American Crime Story. Rebel billions, and then he was a creator of Snowfall, which I just can't wait to come back out. Um, you know, he was one of my, he's definitely one of my cinematic heroes. The other ones, uh, Spike Lee, it kind of sucks because it feel like we say this stuff every week, but you know, you definitely got to give people their roses while they're here. Just because somebody's not in the spotlight anymore doesn't mean that they're not around. So, you know, searching and checking up on people. Whether it's in the in the spotlight or your own personal family, you know what I'm saying? I've had a lot of conversations with my friends 
and family in the last week just because somebody was your parents child your parents friend as a child or somebody that was your friend as a child and now that you're an adult and you understand their personality or it may not be something that you don't like in them now that you didn't as a kid, that means nothing. Because before you understood what personality and all this other stuff was as a child, when you would see these certain people, you would run towards them. So for people like um, John Singleton, where everybody's shocked and all of that, you know, we were searching for the people that we looked as heroes as kids. We would know what was going on with them now. And that goes for celebrities and for people that you know are, are our normal people walking on this earth if it's somebody that you loved as a child and they're still around as an adult tap in and tell them how much you appreciate them for helping you get out from where you were um rest in peace john singleton let's get into some sneakers my favorite brand which i hope this is a sign of things to come undefeated is dropping um a shoe the left shoe has the, the undefeated check and the right shoe has the blue one. Am I correct? Oh, that's the right shoe. That's red. Well, you know, I don't <laughs> never know my right, right from my red. left. <laughs> that's not necessary, though. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I never know my right from no, my left. No, but I'm glad these are coming out because Juan's been asking me to find the white or the original black pair for like a year. Yeah, I, and I haven't found You them. know what, though, seriously? If I bought this white pair of Ultra Boost and then I bought the black undefeated Ultra Boost one, I think I would be completely happy. And, and I wouldn't have to buy and yeah. cozy. Yeah, too too cozy. I wouldn't have to buy another pair of Ultra Boost. No, they're dope. I mess with them. They're simple, but at least it's a good Ultra Boost. They need to bring back more of the collabs because that's what that's what was getting them to sell out so quick too, for the most part. Is I'm noticing that when people do collaborate, they're using the one or two Ultra Boost. They're not using the newer yeah, Ultra no. Boost. Yep. And I really think Adidas needs to catch wind of that, and they need to. Start bring back the one and the two and, and kill off all that other stuff. Yeah, they make other variations of Air Max 95s, but the OG Air Max 95 design, it will always be around. I really think Adidas needs to start taking a page out of other companies' books and stop altering stuff and making nine to 20 versions of one shoe instead of just sticking In to that years, shoe. Too. Right. Just In two quick, years, too. In two years, very quick bro. On to the next one. The bread fours are dropping again. Yes. They're dropping this weekend. Is it this weekend, right? Yep. yep. Are, we're all going to the mall and wearing them out of the store together, right? Clearly, yeah. with the same jogging suit. I just want to make sure. wear a pair and have a pair. Same well, they got the t-shirt, the jacket, the and the fit. pants to match it. Fit. You think they'll the give us a deal open. if we get three at once? I've been waiting to get they, fist they off might. since fist been no, getting off. They might. They might. I'm sick. We about to get off like this. I am so sick, bro, that we're going to be looking like the Royal Tannenbaums. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real, bro. I'm excited about I'm more excited about these than I was about the threes last year. Quality no, I was about to say, amazing. I'm selling my threes. They're just not. It's, yeah, I, I, I was looking at my threes like, you're about to look. not get worn yeah. anymore. I'm kind of happy with the international uh, threes. I don't I don't think I need no, like, a dope. pair of threes. Like, you know what I'm saying? You throw so, too many fits off them. Yeah, but the four... The it's a must four. have. You've had these, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. I've yes. never had a pair of these. I've had a pair, but not since the 2012 garbage release. The, and the, I never uh, had the yeah. the Nike mm. Air on the back, so the best you, way to do so it. So you never had like none of the uh none of the DMP pack ones or none of that stuff? Nah, mm -mm. that was like yeah. Yeah, nah. only the like 2012, 2011 pair that came out. Ah. That was the last time they I think that was the only other time they came out. Well, we're in yeah. luck now. Yeah, besides boys. the DMP. Yeah. Yep, we'll be calling. We'll be calling all our people that owe us favors for our shoes. 
Anyways, so read that list out. You know we'll you next one. <laughs> this one made me proud. This might not get as much press as other people. Um, but the the TD Portland Nike One collab. Um, I just thought this was dope because it is very rare for people to use the Bo Jackson trainer. Um, I feel like a lot of people get away from using some of the other designs that made Nike such an iconic brand. And um, I just thought it was dope. I felt like they filled in all the spaces of the shoe they could. It was still clean. I will, I will. That would be my everyday, man. The Tide collabs are just always dope too, because I always put them with like what the company stands for. Yeah. So like, just thinking outside of the box for the most part, I guess is the way you could man, put it. And anybody that that watches this show, man, and y'all are attempting to do a collab with Nike or one is on the table, like push back, get you a, get another shoe, get another design, get another model, get something, man, because this is dope. And you know what I'm saying I love all I love some of the collabs. I can't say most of the collabs. I love some of the collabs, but the one thing that gets monotonous is every person using a Jordan Six or every person yeah. using an Air Force One High or. Or really, it's like whatever you know. They always have a shoe of the year, like whatever Jordan it is for that year. All the collabs that year are that shoe. Yeah, you know, like that. exactly. Instead like of year the ones, yeah. all that. Instead of somebody going back, man, and and re-releasing the Jordan boxing shoe. You know what I'm saying? Or somebody, like, we still don't have the Ginger 14s. We still don't have the Ginger 16s. Um, you know, like, of course, imagine, like, a, a wheat 16 with the sleeve. Supreme and dropping the 14s, though. They are. Yeah. They are. You know, the 14s. I got my grail back, too. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I got my Laney 14s yeah. back. I'm just looking for the Ginger 14s, and I'll definitely try and buy that 14. Um, glowing dark Yeezy. I can tell that Julian is counting down to our, our big discussion in this. Um, the glow in the dark Yeezy is set to said, drop. They've only said it's going to come out for like three and a half years now. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's been a bad. And we've seen it. 80 it was different to be versions. It's different colorways, yep, too. Yep. I'm pretty yeah. sure there was a red pair, a yellow pair, a blue pair. I remember there was like a, that, the orangey looking yep. pair. That yeah. was, they, those turned out to be the clays. Yeah. <laughs> They just flipped the whole thing. They those turned out to be the clays. I don't know how to feel about that. Um, I would cop them, bro. I didn't I wanted the uh did I ever, did I buy those? I can't remember if I ever bought them. The 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 other boys. Which one? Nah, the other three fifty V twos. The Frozens. Nah, no, you didn't. You never I wanted did. them, but I didn't. I would get these just off of me not getting the Frozens. And I always wanted another pair of glow-in-the-dark Yeezys. I like, kind of wish the, the upper design was more like the Frozens, like how it's got the contrast color. Mm -hmm. Instead of that like instead of that, that screen. Yeah. I'm, I don't want I don't nobody to see my socks. I just don't want it to be that full green color. I don't like, want I nobody to see my color. socks. I'm good on seeing my socks. Wild wears dirty socks, that's what you said. Ooh. <sighs> Jake, no you want to take the next one? I'm hurt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Juan dropped some tears. Well, Juan cops um, some socks. Human Race, new Human Race is coming out. Pharrell got the BBC collaboration again. These are the, these are the BBCs, right? I'm throwing you off. All right, they're the BBCs. But yeah, that's Pharrell's brand, of course, collabing with off. this shoe. Yes, this is the BBC boy. Um, I'm not really yeah, sure which flag. direction he goes in with these things. I think he needs to retire the shoe. I think he needs to retire that soul, bro. I'm so tired of that trail soul. If you don't get that trail soul out He's of here for real. every iteration of yeah. Target carpet on his shoes. Oh. Honestly, though. Do, 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 do. Hey, Jake. Big Jayco just took him out, bro. This has become one Shit. of the shoes. Like, this has become one of the models that when I see people wearing it, I don't even... 
I just it, it, I have a bad look on my face when I see people wearing them. Again, I feel like Adidas had their thing with the first version of the yeah, races. The, the sole was perfect. How big the shoe was, the weight, everything was amazing. That's what do they do? Let's give it a trail so. Oh. Because Let's everybody's going to go so. hiking in these. No one asked for that. Because everybody's <laughs> no going to go hiking that. in these. Speaking of hiking or maybe walking on the moon, Jake, Tom Sachs. This is for this is definitely for Jake. Tom Sachs overshoe re-releasing. I think it released like two months ago, but they did the weird like Nike only drop when no, yeah. no one even knows it dropped. And then mm. the four random people that you've never met end up getting a pair. So <laughs> they're at least giving it another release because they didn't with the Tom Sachs 2.0s. And now the price is ruined on them. Julie, you remember Boomerang? Yes, I do. You remember when it was like, is that a shower or a nipple? Oh. <laughs> it was like, it's a shadow of a nipple because I'm drooling. <laughs> Boy, this is weird flexing at this its is, all right, let's, let's make it clear. This is the J. John shoe. This the shoe is, was made for J. John. This was made for J. John Henry. Platinum plaque J. John Henry. If you don't know who that is, find him. We know. Yeah, but me and, me and I will say I want a pair those. to cut down. Yeah, that's that was the discrepancy between me and Jake. With the the straps are dope on them. I think they look dope cut down, but I couldn't pull them off. Yeah, I was gonna say that too. If a lot of people don't know, if you actually cut all of that off of that shoe, that's a the, Tom Sack. Yeah, yeah, the original Tom Sack is under there, and a lot of people have done different variations of cutting the shoe down and all of that stuff. So you can Google that, and um, maybe in a couple weeks we'll find some and Hopefully. we'll we'll add to it. I want to get some of the stuff. From the collection me and jake were talking about that they've got like this this poncho hooded that goes thing. into a fanny bag man it's hard it's wild the shoe i don't know about but the clothes i like jake do you want to just show the pictures of the cause holiday uh at pharrell something yeah i'll make it quick fest? cause did uh he brought his holiday uh setup that he did in the water in japan he brought it to virginia Coke. beach for uh pharrell something in the water fest so it was just dope seeing an artist collaborate and uh, I guess a music a music scene where he usually wouldn't end up. But this is the first huge like inflatable uh, display he's done in the United States so far. Yeah. So that was, of course, with Pharrell. So, I mean. Of course, it was with Pharrell. They're plotting something. Of course. But you know what Pharrell might not be with, but me and Julian are. Mm, it's time. Game of Thrones it's time. time. It's Game of Thrones time. This about is to, our favorite show. I'm sorry, Jake. All right, Angel, you want to dip? Yeah, We got about 15 minutes. We got. Minutes to talk yeah, about this. Hey, now bro. LJ can get that text back, though. All right, All right man. So. Things got lit. Yes, they did. I might have to pull out my notes. Arya Starks got cutty, and then she started cutting. Come yeah. on, bro. Yeah, man. Come on, bro. Kind of. It's been because it's been it's been two weeks, Julian. Like, you know, just think, right. think about it for a second. So here's the thing. How do you feel about the Night King going down, man? All right, so we discussed this, and um, we can have an open or do you conversation. Want to start at the beginning of the episode, you we can start at the beginning, and right, we can that. talk about uh, Tully at, uh, uh, or, or whatever his name, Samuel. Looking, let's get to it. Let's yeah, get to it. Looking so soft, he was so he was so gentle. Matter of fact, we'll start with here. Yeah, fuck Samuel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck the whole Tarwell yeah. family. Yes, He's a disgrace to their name. Yes, yes. Because the dad, at least the dad went out like a G. They they wanted to put him in the crypt to keep him safe because they know he can't fight. And he's like, no, he's like, I can, I, I've got a purpose. I can come out here and fight too. He goes out to fight on the front line. 
he's getting his own people killed because he's trying to save him. He's getting his own people. He got his man's stabbed in the eye. And that was my guy. I like that raven jacket he used to wear. Ed was Ed was a beast. Yeah, he yeah, did. He was cool. nice with the sword, and he had been his. He had kind of been his man's for I me. Mean, I think man. John had broke his nose or something like that, and yeah. then like they got back cool. Yeah. Like, you broke my nose, man. He was like, "Yo, you deserved it." He was like, "We cool." I said, "We cool." All right, so we cool then. Yeah. I mean, but there, there was so much. There was so much wrong. Not with how they set the. Not with how like direction wise how they did the episode, but in the episode like strategy. There were so many holes in what they did, man. It's like, why would you do this? I, the, where I think the holes were, um, I felt like at some point, somewhere in the entire series, there should have been more of a connection met for, in the TV world, not in the book world, yeah. because there definitely everybody knows why the Three Eyed Raven and, and the Night King are connected. But for the television, more than showing how he was created and where he was stabbed, more than um, his overall domination. I mean, the show started off with White Walkers. Right. Not with old girl knocked up with her brother's baby. Exactly. Trying to give it to another man. Exactly. Yikers. And what she did before. So like my She did it with her other, her other kids. With, with them killing him off in this episode <coughs> as Juan cashes all his ships in. Yeah. Um, With them, with them killing him, you're not going to get the origin story in there. You're not going to get why he wanted to kill Bran. Where prequels come in at. Unless Bran in the next three episodes does something crazy which could happen and that's how I feel too you know like Bran has been kept alive a lot of people have died the whole fairy race he's just been watching hold the door he's just been watching hold off hold the door died for Bran's sins bro Mm -hmm. that hurt and you did all of that bro just to say to your mans you're a good man Reek I mean, but here's the thing. With Theon, that's that was like that was the completion of his character though. Because yeah. that, that's really all he wanted was that validation. Mm. But now what's messed up about that is it could have been you're a good man, Theon. Get behind me. For about forty seconds, because Arya's about to come and shift the whole paradigm. He already knew everything that was gonna exactly. happen. Exactly. But he felt like, yeah, Theon had to go See, ahead. See, I, I kind of relate die. this to Endgame, which I can't talk about because you ain't seen it yet. But it's all good. It's, it's all it's good. Just, uh, now we're gonna talk about Endgame next week, like I said, because I wanted to see how much money they actually grossed. They grossed 1.2 billion in a weekend in four days. You know what I'm saying? Which is amazing. But um, let's talk about Arya. And how her character's grown and how we thought that she was going to be blind forever at some point, bro, when she yeah. was stuck with the faceless man and yeah. old girl was whipping her in the dark. Man, she was <laughs> she was And, uh... Angel, you got you to gotta watch the you show. Gotta watch the show you got to watch the show, bro. I know, I'm beyond it. Sir Devos. Yeah. Has, to me, turned into, like, the comedy of the show. He's the old man. He do a little fighting. Yeah. But he's the old man, like, like the like the butler and Mr. Deeds, where every time you turn, he's just there with yeah, face. There. Like, Arya just killed him, did the twirl, all of this other stuff, and all of a sudden, Sir Devils was like... <laughs> I like that. And then he dipped. And then, that's the, you know, she did a somersault flip over 50 dead people, bro. Mm-hmm. Hit her head, she said, ow, my head hurts, yeah. gets up, and she's gone. Yeah. What do you say to death? Not today. Not today. Not today, bro. But that's just like, um, I can't think of his name right now. Dude with the uh, the fire sword. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that, um, was, that was another thing with him. 
You know, you know his character had been around, but I guess kind of Brand did say what he said. All of these people have been existing for a reason. Yeah. His reason. He got brought back to life for that. He got brought back to life to keep to save her. being a war, a human exactly. war, getting stabbed, go to the next one, human war. Exactly. That was that it was, was deep. A lot, man. So let's talk about John and Sansa, Snow and Targaryen. Oh, uh, Daenerys. Nah, nah, nah. John and Sansa. I don't rock with them right now. I'm not his feeling sister? his Sansa or him. Why not Sansa? I just felt like I just feel like Sansa is too busy worrying about what everybody else moves is and how they're going to betray her instead of her looking forward and understand like what's going on. Like she I got think she re- in this episode, she realized that she really can't do anything. Yeah, I think that's she why did. she was in the crypt. Like and she her had and that whole speech. Like we're here because we can't help them. But you know who would have went out like a G, and he wouldn't have died because they couldn't, you know, write him out anyways. With Tyrion, would have been okay because he's been in every war. You know, he just gets his face slashed, and then everybody steps over him. And then in the morning, yeah. he wakes up. He would have been cool. I mean, his his gift is 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 his speaking ability. Yeah, yeah but that wouldn't have saved him with them. He <laughs> usually has wit on the on the field, though. Yeah. He usually has some wit on the field. He's usually able to get himself out the way. I just feel like, uh. I feel like with Sansa and John, I feel like they both put too much heart into war. See, I don't because John could have saved Sam at one point and he chose to bypass Sam to get to Bran. Yeah, for the first time ever, he exactly. bypassed that's, that's somebody else his, to get to his family. That's part of his development as the type of leader he's becoming. But, uh, well, it's that and then I just feel like, and of course, you know, this all this stuff's been written out, so this is just all opinion based. But I feel like homie has told old girl that he's the rightful king to the throne. And yet he's almost still moving with the Targaryen girl like they're still in love. It's like, that's your auntie, dog. See, I don't think he's moving that way, but I also think he doesn't want to be on the throne. I I definitely don't think he wants to be on the throne. I definitely think that Sansa wants the throne. We all know Targaryen girl, like, needs the throne. She needs it. But, you know, it's kind of like, um, at the end, you know, for John to now know that he's the king is a complete difference than him just being a guy that that was the whole time being the king of the north or, you know, when he was when he was doing his thing um, long before when he when he went to the wall. There's one thing to just give it up because you don't want it, but it's another thing to be born into this and understand who your mother and who your father was. Yeah. I think there's going to be a different mindset now because it's one thing to push something away you just don't want, but it's another thing to be born. And I feel like Jon Snow is that type of person. If he's born to do this, he's going to do it. Yeah. Oh, girl, the Targaryen girl wasn't born to do this. She was... She wasn't, but in her mind... She was. In her mind, she was, and she owns it. So what's going to happen when she was... Like, what she knows now, but there was a war, so she couldn't really capitalize on it. And if you notice the first two, three episodes, she's been cut off from saying something deep every time to somebody. Yeah. Um, Her and Sansa had said something, and right before she could snap on Sansa, Mm -hmm. she got cut off. And then the first season, she got cut off by John or, Ty- uh, or or Tyrion or something like that. Yeah. What's going to happen when she realizes that everything that she thought was her fate isn't? That her nephew is the one that's supposed to be on the throne. Is she going to help him? Or is I, she going to betray him? My conspiracy is maybe there's a third person that's up for, that's up for the throne. Well, they they're still they still haven't never found his 
father's body, even though they said he was dead. Um, there's always been a rumor that he's been alive, and I think in the books he might have been. I think there's another child. Um, you think so? Mm-hmm. I don't like that, bro. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't like, like it either. But somebody said something to me one time, and I'm like, ooh. Yeah, the only the only things I really take away from that I didn't I didn't rock with I didn't rock with there being more dialogue between the Night King and and Bran, and uh, I wish very anticlimactic. I wish that their father would have been in the crypt and it would have been of his face. That would have been lit. But he did get his head cut off. I I did enjoy how they bent the corner like the intro to Belly when they went up to Bran. I, I could I could hear you know what I'm I could hear the music playing like ooh okay I feel Cold, fresh air, feel um, the rhythm in, but to be in the air. I really don't care what happens the rest of this, this season. No, I don't now, man. Um, but I do know one thing that I do care about, and that's you, my brothers. Um, Jake, you're back now. Yeah, Jake, you're back. Jake Shry Shry, aka now we call him Big Jaco. We got Julian, aka Jimmy Laser. And Juan Neal. Mayor of Culture. Labels and logos. Love you guys.